From the depths of Twitter. From the depths of hell. Twitter trash. Twitter trash. Twitter trash. Twitter trash. Twitter trash. I like that. Mm. I like that. Okay. All right. Well, we're recording. So. Okay. <laughs> Are we recording? We're recording. Oh, right now. Right. When, now. when do we go? When do we when do we start? Oh, we, we, uh, we're already going. Oh, wow. Wow. Already wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, I I have a. <sighs> do you have the time <laughs> to listen to me whine? I mean, that's pretty much this whole show, right? Yeah, that's true. Just two and a half hours of whining. Mm. I mean, I hope it's not really that. It's definitely not that long. No, we don't have true. that kind of endurance. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I can't whine for that long. No. <clears throat> I got I got a lot to whine about though. Yeah. A lot of lot of bones to pick. Sure. Let's start. Let's just start with. I mean, the, the things that go viral on Twitter sometimes are just like. <sighs> in these times. Yeah. During during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. This is what we're still doing. Let me pull this shit up. Sorry, if I'm sniffing a little bit, it's because I stuffed my face with hot Chex Mix, hot <laughs> spicy Chex Mix. <laughs> As Be- one does before recording a podcast. Because I, had a, I had a beer that fucking, well, actually, this is a perfect segue oh, into yeah. talking about uh, 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 the, the beer that we had before the show Yep. and what, what, what Obi had before 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 the show right 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 right. want to talk about it while i find this sure uh yeah so i stopped by our friends at sidewards uh uh brewery and because they had a special release and i happened to be going to the beach this past weekend again um i was safe everybody don't worry stayed away from people social distance social distance very safe um but i wanted a beer that seemed to match the occasion so i picked up their newly released collaboration. I forget the beer, the brewery they collaborated with, but the beer is the Couch Surfing, right? Yeah. Couch Surfing. Couch Surfing. Uh, it's an IPA, uh, supposedly with coconut. My friends, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a, that's there's, a lie. there's not even a, 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 a subtle whisper not of even, coconut. Not in even that. an idea. No, I don't know where they got the idea from Mm-mm. to 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 claim that it had coconut in it. But yeah. whatever they tried failed, and it hurts me to say that because we're both big fans of Sidewards. But straight up, you tasted it yourself. What mm-hmm. what what what, what, do you, what say you? I mean, I I agree. It it it. Now, mind you, it's not a bad beer. But no no no. I like the the IPA flavor is fine. But the i the idea I think the idea of this show when it comes to the rating of the beer is you as a company are advertising X and we want to taste X. Right. Right? If you say, you know, hints of chocolate and and rosemary and mm-hmm. cherry and blah, rosemary. Blah, blah, and we don't get that when we taste it, it's like all right, so then it's just another fucking ale. Yeah. Right? Yep. So don't advertise. Cardinal sin. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean you know, I. It's just a it, it it it's not better than anything that they have that tastes similar to that, but better. You you feel what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. that was a little redundant, but you feel what I'm saying though? Yeah. Like, why it, would I get that when they've got other shit it's, there? It's, that it's, it's not as good as any of their other IPAs. Yeah. Is what you're trying to say? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, so yeah, that was a bit of a stinker, guys. I'm sorry. And and but, uh, Obi Obi felt compelled because. We, we, 
we he, we posted it on uh, the the one beer and page. R I G, yeah. And and you know, if we're gonna hype something up, I mean, we gotta stand behind those things, sure. right? And if we don't stand behind those things, then we gotta let people know, like, hey, man, we that we like that shit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. how we keep this page clean. That's how we keep this show clean. We're pure. We keep our I keep our noses clean. Mm. Are right, you ready for this? I'm ready. Let me heal back. What does this do for you? What what what, what am I doing right now? And bouncing that head. Oh yeah. Throwing, throwing oh, yeah. it. This is hardcore. Oh, sorry, my car alarm's going off. <laughs> We're at a point where what? It, hardcore could be anything at this point. This is reverse bass, apparently. Okay. I wonder how. And this is happy hardcore. Apparently, her all-time fave. Mm. And you could tell. I mean, she just loved it. Raw style. <laughs> and, and other than... I see her arms filling in your glasses. <laughs> it's great. Other than a snare, or, or I say... <clears throat> uh, other than bass... Mm-hmm. What was the difference between raw style and hardcore? I don't know. This is another one of those things that just goes viral for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> like her original post has 22.7 likes as of this recording and a tweet that retweeted it and said, I'm sorry, this is the shittiest genre of music has 233,000 likes. Wow. So th- th- that tweet has more retweets than she has likes on her original yeah. tweet. Yeah, of course. So the metrics aren't good on that one. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it goes to show you can be a hipster of anything. That's right. Mm-hmm. You literally could be. I mean, there we are at a point where we are skimming the bottom of the. I mean, we're, you're down in the barrel with like, like a a, a a steel spoon, and you're just scraping the wood. You're just like, what else can we glean from this? You have Give a, me you, something. You've got a wooden barrel. I've got a wooden barrel. Wow. And and I'm in the bottom of it, mm-hmm. and I've got one of those like crudely made spoons. Yeah, you know, like they've got, like it would be dangerous to eat with them, mm-hmm. and yet that's the only thing we have. There's chips and things in it, sure, and there's cracks, and I'm just at the bottom, and I'm scraping, and I'm scraping, and what I come out with is French core, <laughs> reverse <laughs> bass. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, you know, let the kids have fun. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. I've got no problem with let, it. Let us not boohoo people who enjoy such things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep it away from me. I, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're much more on the extreme side than I am, mm-hmm. since I I am a an old school EDM uh, yeah that's, fan. That's true. From that's back true. in the days, so I can tolerate some of it. But I like uh, I like some house mm-hmm. and some dance music. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I you're, have You're a, a Daft Punk normie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Disclosure. Yeah. I like disclosure. Yep. You know. Listen to... Boring. Other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's... last. The last thing I, I want to hear is somebody... Bum, bum, fucking... Bum, yeah. Bum, 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 and then they're like, oh, you, you, don't, you don't listen to happy hardcore? I want to punch you in your fucking teeth. <laughs> Don't you get in my face and try to fucking school me 
unhappy hardcore, okay? I'm unhappy hardcore. <laughs> so I I got to... I, I, I have more to say. Okay. But before Please. we continue... Your mouth's getting dry, I mm-hmm. can tell. Come on. Uh, so we need to introduce the brewskis for today. LB, tell us what we're drinking. All right. Well, uh, I picked these babies up from our friends over at Red Light. Red Light. Red Light, Red Light. Local fave. Uh, this is called the Trustafarian Double IPA. Ooh. It's from Champion Brewing Company, which I think is a first appearance for our show. Mm-hmm. And the cold read is as follows. A super dank double IPA, double dry hopped with Amarillo and Summit for heady aromas, sure to please the lover of all things green in your life. It's a 40 IBU and 8.2% ABV. Simple, understated. Let's find out if it lives up to the name. This is the One Baron Podcast. I'm sorry. I wasn't ready on the draw. Now we have now we have to live in this. We have to we have to live in this. You know I'm not good at silence. We have to live in the mistakes that I've made. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey, puppy. Boy, howdy. I think I should probably explain that the reason that I ate all the Chex Mix was because <laughs> I was trying to flush out my son. I never got to that part. Yeah, sure, bud. That's why you <laughs> ate all the Chex Mix. Yeah. This is the One Baron Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. This is episode 266. My name is Marco Dupa. With me is always the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? Thank you guys for joining us. As always, like, share, and subscribe everywhere the podcasts are sold or listened to. Throw us a review. And a like and a and a and a um um a rating. Rate it. Yeah. Review it, rate it. Yep. Five stars if you like it. If you don't, tell us why. Yeah. And uh we'll be sure to To our faces. You know, yeah, right? <clears throat> I fucking dare you. Mm-hmm. Happy hardcore, bitch. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it, it's just my my bone to pick with it mm-hmm. is it's forced. Okay. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that like all that shit sounds the same because I don't like that argument. Right. When people say, oh, because they do it with rap all the time. And, and also, you haven't really, uh, you haven't in any way dug into the genres. You've only course. heard from that clip. Of course. Right. So I'm not going to sit here and say they, they're all the same. Right. Because I don't know any better. Now, I mean, this whole rant is coming from a place of ignorance. So of course. If you... <laughs> Most of yours do. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, not, if, you're, if you're not on board, then I don't know what to tell you. I'm not... Yeah. I'm too old and too tired to, <laughs> to give a shit what you think about it. It's a, it's a great vibe to start this show with. <laughs> too old and too tired. Listen, I'm all about positivity, man. I am. Unless you're hardcore about it. I mean, do listen. Be happy and listen to the music that you want to listen to. Just don't don't like it as much as she did. 
That's all I'm saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just don't like it that much, you know? Yeah, there was... There was Understand a, that it's cringy. There was a cringy uh, uh, forced quality to it. Yeah, that's all. You know? Just, not, just, just get that other people are going to hear it and go, no. Yeah. You know? Maybe you found your tribe and your people love you, and that's fine. That's good. Mm-hmm. I encourage well, you, everybody. You've seen a ton of support for her, too. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of the people who are, are fans of those genres are like, oh, we love it. I mean, it doesn't hurt that she's cute. Yeah. That helps. And is super positive. She's not downing anyone. And I like that. Yeah. Because I come on here and I'm an asshole about right. it. Right. You're a big old curmudgeon mm-hmm. coming in, downing her for no reason. That's right. So. And she doesn't deserve it. No. But no. it's how I get my rocks off. Yeah. And yeah. it's the only content that I know. Amen. I just... You know, back in the day, if you had a sub a subgenre, it meant something. It 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 meant <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> there was just a point to it. You didn't just call something something else just to call it that. Like you did it because uh, you, so- you needed. <laughs> you sound like a homophobic grandpa right now. <laughs> back when you. <laughs> You had a boy. He was a boy. You know? You didn't just call him something else, and now he's not a boy. I don't get it. He's the boy still. <laughs> uh, but you see what I'm... Don't don't act like you don't see what I'm saying here. Like, uh-huh. if, if you called something like lo-fi hip-hop or underground hip-hop... Mm-hmm. Trap. You, you were trap. You were mm-hmm. doing that because you know... That it's off the beaten Drastically path. Drastically different. It has to be, yeah, right. very different, right? Yeah, and, and 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 should be uh, should be uh, reviewed in a different way, right? You know? right. I think that's the most important. We're, we're talking thing, right? about trap music versus you know underground hip hop, yeah, or uh, backpack rap or something. You know, like those are very different things within the same umbrella of a genre. Yeah, but if you try to review them on the same merits, you're going to get scores all over the place. Mm-hmm. No, and, and and I think that you you bring up a really good point because a lot of people don't like subgenres, right? Or maybe think that there's too much. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that there has to be like a gentle balance, right? You yep. have too many subgenres, and you dilute the genre that you're trying to describe, and then you're just like, well, what what is the parent thing? What is the base? What's the umbrella base. that this is all under? This is the base. That all this is under, right? right. <clears throat> so what, what are the unifying factors of this genre? Right. What? Why? You've got you've you've got it compartmentalized in all these different bags, mm-hmm. and then when you open it all up, what do we get? Where, where where does it start? Yeah. Right. So you don't want to go that far, but it does make it like you said. You can't look at trap rap. You you can't look at the Migos mm-hmm. and black thought under right. the same light yeah you know well they're providing two different very different things yeah generally so you couldn't you couldn't be like i mean yeah i mean i get that he has a lot of words but like the beat was a little too i don't know right i don't want to play that in my car yeah and you're like okay mm-hmm. but but you're judging it on the wrong scale right so how can you i mean it's like it's like something that is at least 40 to 50 pounds and you're measuring it in ounces you're mm-hmm. just like well just move it to a, just change the way that we're looking at it <laughs> well, so that we can accurately yeah you know tell you what this is or or like saying um i don't know this this uh period piece drama 
doesn't have enough action in it. Yeah. It's like if you're a guy who only reviews Michael Bay movies and then you right. watch Shakespeare in Love and you're like Shakespeare Shakespeare in Love, love boys. And you and you watch and you go didn't really do it for me. Right. It's like, yeah, dude. Not no enough shit. guns. <laughs> so <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I hated it. Okay. I hated everything. Yeah. I hated every moment of it. Yeah. And I'm not going to pretend like I didn't. I uh I support her and her uh you know, her love for her genres of music and all that, but it was very cringe. <laughs> it was very cringe, ma'am. I'm sorry. It was cringe. You posted cringe. Yeah. But you know what? Who am I to judge? Hey. You Enjoy know, yourself. Cringe cringe goes viral nowadays. Cringe, that's cringe the, goes viral. That's what you got to do. Yeah. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I couldn't even fake it. Yeah. If I did it on accident and people were like, ugh, God. Well, it's because you're too self-aware. Maybe a little too self-aware. Uh, yeah. Like, and maybe it would stop you from doing something good. I think so. Fear of cringe. Yeah, I think It's a so. real thing. I think definitely it's it's probably stopped me from doing... You're a little too self-conscious, maybe. I think... You got to risk the cringe. I, I I think it's... I have a... I have a very carefully cultivated self-image. Sure. <laughs> that... Um, not to say it's inauthentic... It's just like I have a vision of myself, mm-hmm. and it is who I am, right? But yeah. but it's also I wanted to be this person. I I think that's very common. I don't think that's weird. I think everybody, I mean, most people have a, a, a certain image they want to portray themselves as in the public eye, right? Or to others, yeah. That's that's normal. Yeah, I guess that's the uh, the Billy Joel mask, right? That's the sure. stranger. Yeah, we all wear the mask. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah i think um when doing something is at odds with that um mental image that i have of myself mm-hmm. you know yeah it's it's so it's it's self-awareness to the point of like um o- almost to a fault yeah where it's like you know you can't break that thing it's like kayfabe you just can't i right. can't break it what i what i think defeats um cringe more often than not to a certain extent you can you can always surpass it into extreme cringe but is authenticity uber cringe uber cringe right if you're authentic about what you're portraying about what you're trying to say and what you're expressing even if somebody doesn't agree with it i think more times than not you you break that cringe factor because people can tell you're being honest yeah and really speaking your truth yeah you know to that point the girl who posted that tweet i didn't i didn't cringe at it because it's very authentic yeah i just hated it right so there's a difference it was like more, i wasn't yeah it was, it was that's that's a good point that it's more of a how could you feel this passionately about this <laughs> yeah yeah, and you could tell that she was right, which you, you know it made it so that it wasn't to me that cringy. It was just like, why do you like this? This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, more power to her. Cringy from a, a, a taste perspective, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, how? Definitely. How do yeah, you? You can't, you can't. Yeah. And, how the oh, fuck? Man, it's so. God, dude, it it. I know that people are going to listen to this and just like, we're going to come off like two old men, two angry old men. Maybe. 
I mean, me uh, angrier than you about it. My uh, my vision of the show is just us as the the old men and the Muppets. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, ah! I like that. <laughs> you see this new thing on Twitter? I don't know why he's oh, black. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's super black, old man. <laughs> see this shit on Twitter? <laughs> see it again. See it again. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's how you can tell we're old. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people probably didn't even get that reference. Nope. I was talking to somebody who I asked them. They were a younger person, um, but they were in their 20s. Okay. And I asked them. We were talking about music, and the first I, – I was talking about being um, – the conversation was kind of all over the place, but it part of it was me saying, like, Kanye, Kanye got brought up, and I was like, you know, saying how I'm disappointed in this current iteration for m- multiple reasons. Uh-huh. And the biggest one of which is, like, I think the music has taken a huge hit. Right. Right? And um, and she was like, yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't understand why you thought that highly of him to begin with. And I was like, huh? What? Wait. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Oh, what? And she, and she was like, yeah, I mean, I don't really... Yeah, he's okay. And I'm like, he's okay. Now, hold on a moment, ma'am. Right. I mean, yeah. You can you can say what you want about this twenty sixteen to now, Kanye. Yeah. But anything before that is No. I mean What are you what are we talking about here? We're talking about one of the I'm not, I'm gonna say this right now. One of the best discographies in the history of music. If you just, I mean, even on just a, a run. Yeah, from, that's what I'm from saying. From the start. Yeah. Think about how long he went before he started to kind of yeah. fumble the ball There was a almost bit. no cracks in his armor. Yeah. I mean, it was at one after the other, every release. Yeah. You were just like, how does he keep doing it? Yeah. Every, it's like, it's, it's, it's like the run that Kendrick's on right now, where yeah. you're like, every album, dude, every, even your throwaway album is good. Yeah. Every one. Yeah. And so I was just like, I was, I didn't even know I was speechless for a second. I'm just like, well, how much Kanye have you listened to? What are you talking about? And she showed me where her listening history had started with him. Mm. And it was the life of Pablo. She started oh. at the life of Pablo. Okay. That tells me everything I need to know. Adam, the life of Pablo. <laughs> that's where she started. That other stuff's old school hip hop. <laughs> It's just like I told her. I saw. We that don't and I go was to like, the elephant graveyard. I, okay, I, I, we don't have anything to talk about. You, you don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. And right. it's, it's that kind of shit that I see online all the time, where people just, everyone's just allowed to say whatever they want, and that's good. <laughs> and I'm happy. You know, I'm happy about that. You know? you know, I think China has something really good going on over there. <laughs> I don't have a problem with everybody being able to say what they want. I just. It angers me when they say things from a place of authority, and it's obvious they yeah. don't know what they're talking about. Well, everyone everyone always speaks from their perspective, and you have to keep that in mind because yeah. a lot of people's perspectives are very skewed from yours, especially if you're an older person talking to a younger person. Because if if you think back when you were you know 22, talking to somebody that is 32, yeah, about uh, I don't know dr dre or something you yeah. know if they grew up with him 
as like a part of NWA and you only know Dr. Dre from working with 50 Cent and Eminem. Yeah. You're having very different conversations. Yeah. You know? So keep that in mind. Yeah. Keep that in mind. I don't know, man. Because you're right. You're right. But I just, I think. Now, you can. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. But you can use that as an opportunity to say, hey, I know that's all you're exposed to. He had some really good stuff back in the day. Check out this album, this album, this album. Right. He was really good. Yeah. Check those out. That's That was the point that I was actually going to make is just the fact that me personally, whenever, especially when it came to music, if there was somebody who knew more than me about music, I never argued with them about what I felt was better. Yeah. Even if in my heart I was like, yeah, but my shit is better though. Mm-hmm. I always took it from a place of like, all right, but so then why do you think, why should I even know what that is? Why? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to know what that is? And anybody who took the time to educate me, which was rare, I had to do all this research on my own, yeah. but <clears throat> anytime who, the, the rare moments where somebody took the time to, to be like, well, this is why you should listen to, what the fuck? Ah! <laughs> Every, <laughs> everything fucking rings. <laughs> Look, I, you know, you know, I, I thought we were running a tight ship here. I like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like the Apple ecosystem and the integration of everything. Right. But is that necessary? If my phone is right next to my laptop and they're communicating, they know. They're right, right next to each other. Because yeah. if I, if I don't have the Wi-Fi on the laptop, but I have it on the phone, it automatically goes to the laptop. Right. So they're communicating. They know the proximity. Mm-hmm. And yet. Everything rings. If I have my watch on, every fucking ring, thing yeah. is gonna ring. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I always took things from a place of trying to learn and trying to get smarter about music, especially when, yeah. and 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 even more especially hip hop. If anybody had any information on old school hip hop, mm-hmm. where the shit came from, why we are here. Yeah. How did we get here? Yeah. I mean, I was just, I fucking, and that's, I think it's that that bothers me more so than people having opinions that I don't agree with. It's their confidence when they're so wrong. Yeah. And their lack of trying to be smarter and more educated about what they're talking about. That's what bothers me. Yeah, and it's 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 one of those things that we talked about before. Is like some people just don't care. You know, like, yeah, and but that the juxtaposition of <laughs> not giving a fuck and also going, you're wrong, I'm right. And right. It's like, but you didn't even take the time to figure out yeah. if you were right. Yeah. But you're so confident that you are. Yeah. It's a, it's an ignorant point of view. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And the irony of me talking about this is not lost on me that I just shitted on that girl's musical <laughs> when, taste. When I said ignorant, I looked you in the eyes. I don't know if you, you caught did. that. You looked me right in my uh-huh. soul. Yeah. The 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 irony's not lost on me. The okay? difference is I'm right and they're wrong. The difference is I'm joking, okay? I'm joking. I would never here's okay, here's the just big, a prank, bro. Here's the big difference. I wouldn't go on her Twitter and be like, This is dog shit. Right. Right? Where other people would jump in well, there. And what that original retweet was. Was that it was, was dog shit. Sorry, this is the shittiest genre. This is the shittiest genre. Now, now I agree. 
right? right? But again, that's coming from a knowing place of ignorance. Yeah. If me and that girl were to have a conversation about music and she was like, but you don't even know this artist, this artist, and this artist, mm-hmm. I would be like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Maybe she could steer you in a good direction and say, what do you like? You explain what you like and she could say, oh, well, check out this person, this person, this person, or this genre, this genre, and this genre. I really, I like 8-bit music. You really can't go wrong when anybody, anybody just takes a, a theme and then they just put it in that oh, yeah. 8-bit. That, that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World 8-bit Come on. video game soundtrack. Come on. Incredible. Incredible. Come on. Come on. So <clears throat> it's really just that, you know. It's this confidence, this confident ignorance is what we'll call it. Confident ignorance. Yes. Where you come from this place of just like, I know what I'm talking about. Not really, but I'm going to pretend. Jesus. Jesus (laughs) All of that was building up. I'm full of hot air. Okay. Sniper shot you with a burp gun. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I apologize if that was gross. Probably was. Probably didn't. I mean, it felt gross, so it probably didn't sound gross. Oh, it sounded gross. (laughs) I'm here to confirm with the audience. That was disgusting, Marco. Thank you. My bad. My Mm. bad. Mm. I just get so worked up. You know me. I know. I, I get know. so worked it's up. Okay. It's okay. Oh, I actually need to I need to relax for a second. <laughs> Let's take a breather. Let's take a little breather. Let's take a second. Yeah. And get back into this. Okay. Uh, because so much so much happened this week. Yeah. You know? I don't even know where to start. Well, let's let's start positive. Let's talk about the uh, the promising Indiana Jones news. Ah, uh, yes, yes, Indiana Jones. This is good. This is good. Tell us about it. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you guys realize, but the last Indiana Jones movie, not good. Yeah, you could say that. It wasn't good. You could say that. It wasn't good. Um, that's just like your opinion, man. That's true. It's very More true. More movie references. Um, but. Apparently, they're going forward with Indiana Jones 5. Yeah. And it's going to be directed by none other than the director of Logan, James Mangold. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's <clears throat> uh, a, a pretty good sign. I, I've, you know, we always talk about uh, when we have a bad feeling about movies, especially video game movies, that don't have a good director at the helm. Yeah. That can kind of make a movie live or die. Yep. This, this uh, boosts my confidence in uh, in Indiana Jones Five because yes. I I was I was coming from a place of don't do it right don't do it you did it already you saw that turned out stop yeah not to mention Harrison Ford's just gonna be older mm-hmm. cut it out cut yeah. it out yeah <laughs> but if we're gonna if we're going to let somebody helmet I have confidence in James Mangold. Is 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 he is <clears throat> if this movie is successful, is he like the resident expert on aging action heroes <laughs> Maybe, and yeah. how to portray them That's accurately? His, his genre is just the aged hero. Yeah. The 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 um the scruffy, the fucking yeah, the last hurrah yeah. movie. It can be his whole thing. Yeah. You, you wanna go see that new Mangold film? It's gonna be about some old dude. Working out, whatever, lasting. You gotta things. feel bad for any any actor that gets hired to one of those roles, though. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're putting me out the pasture. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> right, right. Ugh. You get taken out to the farm. Yeah. Well, some of them. I mean, you know, Harrison Ford. He knows his place. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, Harrison Ford is not hurting for anything. No. He doesn't have to do anything. Definitely and you can tell not. he doesn't care if he does anything or not. Yeah. Did yeah. you see that fucking dog movie he did? No. It's like... <laughs> it's no. Like, I think it's like Call of the Wild it, or yes, something. Yes, yes. It has a fake-ass dog in it. <laughs> they did the CG with a human actor playing the dog. Oh, man. That's probably because Harrison Ford was like, if he if the dog doesn't know what he's doing, I don't want to work with right. him. I'll kill that dog on set. I don't care. <laughs> With my bare fucking hands. And right. He won't stop me. Mm-hmm. And people, and they wouldn't. No. People would just be at the craft table, just like slowly <laughs> chewing on sandwiches, like just really choking kill the that dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> Bring out the next one. <laughs> it's just Harrison working out his frustrations <laughs> on these prop dogs, but they're actual dogs. That's a pug. <laughs> it's not the right it's dog. It's not even the right dog. Do you want me to kill it? <laughs> no, Harrison. Please put it down. No. No, not don't put it down. No. <laughs> no, no, not no, like not that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. So he's not wor- he's not hurting for work. No, he does what he wants. No, he does everything he wants to. He, At this point he can easily just retire and relax. Yeah. He's in passion project mode. Right. So, or just making more money for his family. That's it. Yeah. You know, he like he didn't have to do Star Wars either. Mm-mm. He really didn't. He came back because he wanted to, and I'm sure they gave him a paycheck. Yeah, a good paycheck. A little bit of closure, and uh, yeah, the money. He got to see his old friends. You know. Yeah, I I for, first and foremost, I would I would hate for them to kill off Indy in this movie. Yeah, Just I because don't. I don't think I don't think we can see Indy die. Yeah, I don't think that's in the cards for his character. And this is—I'm glad you said that because James Mangold is a purported fan of the franchise, quote unquote. Right, a guy yep. who is going to take care of the story. Yeah, you know, you get a director who cares about the source material. Yeah, then hopefully it's in good hands. I—the uh, only thing I'm kind of concerned about is, uh, you know. You immediately think of Logan when you think of this movie coming up because yeah. it's it you know it, it it's obviously going to be a you know <clears throat> change of guard or a, a finale to this entire thing to wrap it all up yeah um, and have some finality to it but uh, at the same time Indiana Jones it 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 it's almost a polar opposite vibe from Logan mm-hmm. Logan's very dark very very heavy mm-hmm. and Indiana Jones has always been this like light breezy action-packed fun romp yeah i mean the theme song is just like this it's adventure it is it, it, it's adventure it it, it it harkens back to the the olden time uh adventure movies right. you know like you have to remember this is a essentially a remake of movies that came out like in the 40s and, yeah. and, and 30s and stuff like of these adventure movies jungle movies with a this ad- adventurer yeah um, this archety- archetypical hero, and you know, I think that he can handle that, especially if he's a fan of the series, because he he obviously would know that's what it should be. But I'm a little concerned it's going to take itself a little too seriously. Yes, yes, you don't want it to go just you just don't want it to go too. It, dark. it needs to be balanced. Yeah, it, it needs to be balanced because I mean, obviously, like Temple of Doom is very dark in places. Yeah, but it's always like campy. You yeah. know, like you never take it too seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, it's 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 a really hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, all three, all, I, th- all three of them. I don't know if the fourth one is, but three of them are on Netflix. Okay. I don't know if Crystal Skull's on, um, Netflix. But speaking of Crystal Skull, 
This this may be a little controversial. Uh huh. I'm not gonna say I like that movie because I didn't. Mm-hmm. What I'm gonna say is, <clears throat> I want them to put Shia LaBeouf in this new one. Yeah. I want to see him. I think that he. Uh, I think Shia as a person has grown immensely. Yeah. Do you think he'd do it? Yeah, I do. Okay. If you if you talked if if you talk to him if you listen to his uh, <laughs> if you listen to he, his Shia. interviews. <laughs> hey, what's up? If you listen to his interviews and you see the projects that he does, yes, he's doing these sort of pseudo art house projects or whatever. Um, but the way that he talks about um, cinema and his artistry, right? Yeah. You can tell that he understands genre. Not just that, but that he understands <clears throat> his place in Hollywood and that okay. like I think he appreciates it more now mm-hmm. that back when he was the next Tom Hanks and he was right. on top of the world it was bullshit right it was you know it was based off of like two movies mm-hmm. and that he was good looking and that he had turned he wasn't goofy anymore and he was doing these more serious, serious roles, roles yeah. and everyone just hyped him up shot him through the roof then he had all this controversy and all these problems and stuff and he's got now a second chance at being a star like a legit mm-hmm. star and he's, and, he's been an indie darling for the past five years or right so. and dude that's the same thing that happened to uh uh james franco yeah he, he did a bunch of indie art house movies then he does one or two like big comedies uh pineapple express obviously sure. helps a lot oscar nomination with 127 hours now he's on top of the well not now but <laughs> he had his <laughs> moment where he was like balancing being the artsy guy and Mm -hmm. also doing blockbuster films johnny depp is the golden example of being a guy who was supposed to just be a pretty face and then he goes no i'm gonna do a bunch of art house shit you you're not gonna be able to pin me down and despite going against the grain he makes billions of dollars Mm -hmm. i think the best example is brad pitt yeah. The, like the prettiest dude in Hollywood, right. right? And and all he does is these weird fucking movies mm-hmm. where you're like, what? And despite that, you're just like, well, yeah, that's Brad Pitt, though. And it's like, dude, if that was any other actor, you'd go, well, he's just a character actor. Of course, of course, Paul Giamatti, you know, does that movie, right? Right. You, but but not Brad Pitt. Right. But that he built his career on doing weird fucking movies. Mm-hmm. So I think Shia is, if he plays his cards right, I think he's right in that lane of career redemption, yeah. doing some huge blockbuster movie while also saving face and mm-hmm. continuing to do these art movies. I think I think he's like right there on the cusp, dude. Yeah. Mark my words, I think he's on the cusp. I, I hope they don't get rid of him too because I, I, I feel like he gets so much unwarranted hate. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a really good actor. Yeah. And seems like a cool guy. Um, but I mean, you know. speaking of cringe, I mean, he built a pretty good, sizable chunk of his career off of doing cringy shit. Sure, sure. And I get why people would be like, "Fuck that guy." But again, it it, it I <laughs> never I never read his eccentricity as inauthentic. Yeah, he always seemed just to be that kind of guy. Yeah, to me. Yeah, which I respect. It's like, you know, he's 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 kind of weird. And uh, he's a bit of a hipster. Mm-hmm. He knows what he likes. He does stuff that he wants to. Okay. 
that's fine. Yeah. You know, like it's not like he's he's trying to put up this image of 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 something that is is not true to himself, which is I think what he was doing when he was a a, a normie, right. you know, when right. he was a normal guy. Right. Uh he was putting up a front to try to appease the Hollywood elite and become this this ultra superstar, the mm-hmm. next Brad Pitt or whatever else. When, when he's on the cover of like Entertainment Entertainment Weekly and shit and you can just tell he's like even in the picture, he looks uncomfortable. Right, making all the Transformers movies, it's like, okay, that's not like, what you really want to do. We know you don't want to do. Like, dude, I don't know. If, I don't want to know the last time you listen. Seen we Eagle don't want. Eye. We don't want them either. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. We, you don't have to keep doing them. <laughs> Stop. No one wants them. Right, and he did. He took a step back, and he started making some interesting movies, mm-hmm. some smaller parts, less of a leading man. Yeah. And you know, he, I, I agree with you completely. I think he's he's right on the precipice of really doing something big. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even if he doesn't, I think he's he's really turned his career around. Yeah. Uh, which is is good to see. I'm glad I'm glad that's happened for him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd love to see him in this movie. I think it'd be great to have it because I, I I thought he was good in the movie. I didn't mm-hmm. think he was. I didn't think he was a bad addition to the movie. Yeah, I'm glad you said that <clears throat> because I I agree. And I think that that's kind of what gets lost in all the lunacy of the fourth yeah. one is that Shia was good in it. Right. And I, I will say it's not as as dramatically bad as people make it out to be. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> make no mistake. It's not good. But but it's like it's also kind of like comparing it to, you know, Jaws or something, you know, because yeah. like the Indiana Jones trilogy is one of the best trilogies of all time. Right. Bar none. Right. Um, so it, it's kind of coming from a, a deficit already where you're comparing it to some, some of the greatest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of unfair. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, you know, it, it could have been a lot better. It could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not, I, I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't hate it. It's, it's fine, mm-hmm. which is bad in Indiana Jones terms. Right. <clears throat> uh, so I want to get that out first and foremost. You had all the pieces in place for it to be a really, really good return to the series. <clears throat> yeah. And it has moments. Mm-hmm. But overall, no. Yeah. And then, I mean, just Harrison Ford, dude. I mean, he does so much heavy lifting in mm-hmm. that movie. Like, I mean. Of course. Of, I, like, I, I wouldn't blame him if he was just like, I can't do it anymore. I physically <laughs> can't hold that franchise up anymore. I don't have the, the strength in right. my shoulders. Well, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, I that's another concern for me for this this new movie, the Indiana Jones 5, is, um, you know, like, Indiana Jones, again, this archetypical hero mm. that's supposed to be stronger than all of us, more charming than all of us, more daring than all of us. Can you see that in an 80-year-old? Yeah. You know, like, is that possible? Uh, and if not, then what are we doing? Like, what story are we telling? Maybe it is a different tonal shift of, like, you know, Indy's too old for this shit now. Yeah. You know, like, he's now taken the the, the, the role of uh, of his dad in part three. Yeah. You know, where he's he's more of, like, this is my last adventure. Yeah. And, uh, you know... This is, this is, I'm imparting this on you. I can still handle myself. You know, don't treat me like, you know, I'm incapable, but at the same time, like this is a young man's game and I'm out. Which kind of leads us to how do you make the movie without Shia? Honestly, think about it. You could, you could easily say, you know, he's off adventuring on his own. Okay. But then who is the person that you slot in? Well, 
I don't because there has to be somebody else, right? There has to be a a, 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 a partner of his. I don't think they're going to have his wife in there now, right? You know, but it can't just be another kid. No, that'd be redundant, and right? Stupid, you know. Right. Like we don't want to see that story again. We've we've seen it already. Right. But if you if you if you look at it from a aging Batman, Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. Nightwing kind of thing, yeah. Or a Batman Beyond, or even yeah, even that where it's like a kid unrelated. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like when you call it Indiana Jones, he kind of has to be the star of it, right? I think so. And the fourth one was supposedly a passing of the torch to right um, Shia's Shia. character. Yeah. So if you're gonna do it again, you have to give us a a good reason as to why. Mm-hmm. But it can't be just telling the old guy story because don't you think even James Mangold would be bored of that? Like he did that already. I would hope so. I would hope so. I mean, it, it sounds like they're in the very earliest stages of making this thing. Yeah, but it's uh, fun to speculate. Let me let me read the description that IGN put out for their uh, IG post. Oh, IGN. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I got nothing against IGN. Uh, Too much I'm water. sure they don't care. Uh, <laughs> oh, they care. <clears throat> and I quote, uh, work on the script has reportedly only just started. That's a quote. However, Ford has previously hinted that the story will focus on, quote, new developments in Indy's life, as well as seeing part of his character's, quote, history resolved. Um, so that's interesting. I'm not really sure where, where to take that. What, yeah. What, what's left of, in Indy's history that's right. not resolved already because they did the whole relationship thing. Uh-huh. Um, relationship with his father. Yeah, I guess we don't see a lot of his mother. Maybe his mom. Yeah, maybe maybe he'll get into his sister with his mom. Maybe he has siblings. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a sister in there. But there's nothing like he in in four movies. You don't get this sense of brooding darkness under the surface that needs to be explored. You know? No, I mean the only thing you get in part three is really his unresolved like daddy issues. Yeah, where they're yeah. there. His dad was too busy exploring himself. Exploring himself. <laughs> Every part of his body. Quarantine, am I right? <laughs> um, but yeah. Hold on, hold on. I want everyone to imagine Sean Connery exploring every part oh, of his yes. body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Oh, not, yes. not, not, not the young Sean Connery. Oh, We're talking about old. <laughs> I got more gravel. Yeah. Oh, yes. There you go. Not the old yes. Sean Connery. We're yes. talking about salt and pepper beard, but mm. more salt than pepper. Mm. Yeah, he's kind of kind of out of shape, uh, you know what I'm saying? He's not going to keep himself up. He didn't keep himself up when he was in shape. <laughs> Even when he was James Bond, you're like, yes. what's up with that dude, bro? I have a hairy chest. That means I'm very strong. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Mm. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. That's it. That's all we have. Okay. That's yeah. All, yeah. Have. all right. Uh, but but uh, that being said, yeah, I mean, like, I, uh, that's a good point. We never hear about his mom, so maybe it'll be about uh, his mom. <sighs> yeah, but who gives a shit? You know? Sure. I mean, she's dead. Well, here's the the thing. Here's the thing. We don't need to know about it. No. There's. There's. If again, if they were to stop it right now, I'd say fine. There's enough. There's enough conclusion there. We don't need any more satisfaction in this story. It's. It's good. It's good the way it is. We. We have satisfaction in this story arc. Yeah. But I think you know, they're they're writing the script now. Ford says it's going to have to do with some unresolved issues. Maybe those things don't line up anymore. Mm-hmm. So 
speculation, obviously. Yeah. But that's a good point. I, I think they may go that route of exploring his mom. I don't know. I'll explore his mom. All right. Yeah. You goddamn right. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm out. It's just got to be what? A hundred? No, 120? she's dead. She's dead. Well, I know she's dead. She's I'm saying, dead. like, what would she have been? Mom is dead. Mom is dead. Well, Indy's what? In his 70s? Yeah. Harrison Ford's what? In his 70s, right? Yeah, he's, like, he, cre- creaking up into the late 70s. By the time they shoot this movie, you have to imagine he's going to be late 70s. Hey, Siri. Hmm? <laughs> How old is Harrison Ford? There you go, yeah. 77 years old. So, dude, dude, fucking save the trying to pretend like you're a real thing bullshit, okay? Hmm? The fucking... It, huh? Dog, that shit, like, makes me unreasonably angry. When I'm on the phone <laughs> and I'm, like, calling a company and they're like, hmm, give me a second. <laughs> and I'm like, go fuck yourself, all right? I'm not I, 80, dude. I, I like the little clicks. It's no, like I ASMR for me. No, I like that. Oh, it makes me so angry. It's like, I like that. Because... Are you? Do you need that time to look up the information, or are you doing that for my benefit? That's what pisses me. No, off. I think I think it needs that time to like load the information. But I don't think it does, though. I don't think it does. I think they're doing that to to play up the thing. There's no way. There's no way. I don't know, man. You don't, don't think know. they'd have higher review, higher ratings if they just instantly got you your information? I think that they're more concerned. <laughs> no, the facade. <laughs> are they Oz? <laughs> Not the facade, but like what the whole point is we're getting closer and closer to the uncanny valley. Sure. Right? And that's part of it. And I think that creating that illusion is important for an AI company. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. That's my conspiracy okay. theory. You're turning more and more into a dad every single day, I swear <laughs> to God. Just saying, dude. I'm just saying, man. I don't know. We're going to be reviewing Miller High Life from now on. (laughs) Dude. And uh, can we talk? Can we address your Dockers state? Or not Dockers. Your 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 Crocs, like Crocs, Crocs. Your Crocs. I'm sorry, I confused the two because they go together like peanut butter and jelly. I'm sorry. Have you put your feet in Crocs? Of course not. I wouldn't disrespect my feet like that, <laughs> bro. I'm 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 not kidding with you. I'm not kidding with you. I I couldn't believe how comfortable. Okay, they were. look. If you're not a line cook, <laughs> if if you're not a dad from Wisconsin <laughs> in Orlando for the first time with his family. Going to Walt Disney World. Yeah. You're not allowed to wear Crocs. Listen, I only wore them to take my dogs out, okay? okay. I, was, I wasn't I was going anywhere. Yeah, sure. All right? I, I, they're not... I'm not going to wear them. Tell it to the fashion police. <laughs> Listen, I understand. I, I, I wouldn't wear them. I'm not Mario Batali, okay? <laughs> no. and, and thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> I'm not. I'd feel threatened if you were. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you're not a pretty fucking dainty little line cook, are you? That's a really rude thing to tell me. Fine. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I'd fuck you. I'm sorry. Thank you I'm so sorry. much. I'd I'd scoot by you on uh-huh. the line and just yeah. kind of give your hips a tap. A little too close. Yeah. Yeah. Just 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 to let you know I'm there. You mm-hmm. know. That's all I want. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, like I get 
Well, I don't. Okay. <laughs> Off to a good start. I am so I'm it, it I'm so confused by when my feet touched those Crocs. I was so were you conflicted. changed? I was conflicted. I didn't know what <laughs> I didn't know what to feel about the world anymore uh-huh. because for so long we were they're just they're they're hideous shoes. They yeah. are. There's no arguing that they're hideous fucking things that you put on your feet. They're disgusting. Yep. Everything that they represent needs to be burned to the ground. And yet. They are so goddamn comfortable. Uh, you're you're a kid in a dare shirt that just take took his first hit of weed. They're not. I and mean, went. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh no, bro. It's next level. It's next level. It's because you're wearing foam. I mean, okay. <laughs> That's and, all it is. And put foam in other shoes. Then okay. Put Croc technology. In 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 my fucking my Chelsea boots or my fucking or or my Red Wings or something. Croc Tech. Put that Croc Tech. Uh-huh. And spell with a K. T T E K. I want that Croc Tech in 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 my knockoff Birkenstocks. Okay. My Birkin knots. Yeah. All Birk- right. Birkin Crocs. My Birkin Crocs. Mm. Yeah. Do that. Okay. Then I won't ever wear the Crocs. I'm just saying, they almost had me. Okay. They almost had me. I could tell. I was you publicly announcing that was very brave (laughs) because people are afraid, man. They're afraid, and I'm not afraid. Okay, I see. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to wear some Crocs. (laughs) So, I'm not gonna buy a pair. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna buy a pair. But boy, howdy, will I wear my dad's (laughs) pair? Okay, okay, uh huh, definitely. I'd be interested to try some on. You have to. Okay, you have to. I, I'm not exaggerating. I put my feet in them, and I was like, "This is what I've been missing this whole time by being a fucking hipster about it." I get it now. This is what this is what people have been feeling. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. Yeah. Um. Shit, I don't even know how we got there. You were so angry about. It. <laughs> You're so angry. With I was. Me. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, I didn't want to publicly out you. I didn't. I didn't comment with anything. Uh, I didn't, oh yeah, I, I, I yeah. Didn't, I didn't want to poo-poo you. God, God forbid you jump into one of my statuses and fucking drop something more clever than the status I or a funnier fucking. I, I couldn't do it twice in the same month. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. I guess you're welcome. I, uh, yeah. I appreciate yeah, the instead, uh, the restraint. Instead, I chose to. Yeah. You know, tell this to all yeah, if, everyone if, who's listening if right if now. One, if <laughs> if I post one more tweet and you get more likes on it from like some clever little zinger, I'm deleting the tweet. <laughs> I'm deleting the tweet. I'm you just going to. I fine. took the clout from Lottie. Lottie fucking posted some shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I made a joke and she was like, yeah, whatever, bro. And then I deleted the tweet. And I was like, no free clout. You don't fucking get it. You don't get it from me. <laughs> Believe me, I'm petty. Oh, uh, that's good. It's mm-hmm. good. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, let's talk about what we're doing on uh on Netflix. What are we watching? Because I know that Uncut Gems is on Netflix. It's yep. what everybody's talking about. Yep, I finally watched and you watched it. it. Yeah, and I, had you seen it? I hadn't watched it, and okay. I still haven't watched it yet. Okay, because I, I I'm I don't know. I'm just waiting on a special occasion. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. that's a, that's a good special occasion movie. And and every review that I read about it <clears throat> made some reference to. How exhilarating mm-hmm. and anxiety-inducing it yeah. is! And now you're a person who uh, is afflicted by. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm just. 
I'm just genuinely curious as to because you're okay. You're a person who uh, watches a movie, as do I, which is why it, it, it's hard for me to watch certain movies at certain mm-hmm. times because, like you know, we open ourselves up to that film, right? Right, good or bad. All right, you've got me. You focus am, on it. Yeah, well, it, it's it's this thing of. And I think that's this is why it bothers me so much when people like, yeah, I watched part of it last night. I'm going to finish it tomorrow. It's no. Like, what? Huh? Yeah. You did what? You <laughs> stopped it halfway. Th- Bro, I will. Okay, so so rewatch it then. Go back yeah, exactly. and rewatch Watch it. the whole thing. Yeah. Don't fucking start it halfway through. Yeah, Are no. you crazy? What kind of psychopath does that? Do you know that? people worked on this movie? And you're just going to stop it in the middle and come back to it? So... When we watch movies, and I know this because we watched so many together. Right. We give ourselves to the movie. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, the purest form of suspending your disbelief. Mm-hmm. Because I feel, and I think that you feel this way, that people put a lot into this shit. And we have an appreciation for the, the, the amount of time and energy and money that is put into these things. Yeah. And I, I want to give you my all. I, the way I try to think about it, since obviously we're in a different time and place right now with the quarantine and all that, mm-hmm. uh, how I try to think about it is basically like I pretend like movie theater rules still apply. Mm, okay. So I try to put my phone away. I try to sit down, turn the lights off, focus on the movie alone. I love it. I love it. So I think that's especially with a, a, a especially with a movie I haven't seen before. Yeah. You know, give it give it your full attention. Now, given all that. Mm-hmm. You watched this movie. I did. Give us a mini review. <sighs> boy, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to call this episode. Just I, uh, 266. Boy, boy howdy. howdy. Uh, I, uh, <clears throat> now, uh, this is, a, this is a, a black mark on my record. Mm. I have not seen Punch Drunk Love. Really? Really. It's been one of those that I've always wanted to. I've just never gotten to. Wait, can we before, at some point, can we talk about... The classics that we haven't seen. Sure. We got to talk about that at some point. Okay. Yeah. We we can make a list. Let's make a list. And then we can make an entire review series based on forgotten classics. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to that. Yeah. We haven't done a one reel in in a very long time. And I think we're ripe for one. I think we're sure ripe. (laughs) We're definitely ripe. Um, But yeah. So anyway, I haven't seen Punch (laughs) Rock Love. And I say that only to say like this is probably my favorite performance from Adam Sandler. So you have seen Spanglish? Yes. And you've seen Rain Over Me? I think so. I don't really remember that one, though. That's the one where he plays a widower to um, a family that died on 9-11. Don Cheadle is in it. No, no, no. I've only heard of that one. (laughs) I haven't seen it. It it ventures in... It's a little campy. Yeah. It's a little melodramatic. Uh Uh-huh. But his performance is... I mean, you're like, this isn't the same guy. This isn't Happy Madison. Right. This is a guy who maybe has seen Happy Madison before. Gilmore. Happy. I fucking pulled a Burt Kreischer, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Gilmore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Billy Madison. Yeah. Both of those movies. Um, But this isn't a guy like this. It's a it's. I don't want to be dramatic. I'm not going to say like it's some transcendent <laughs> be, performance be, or something. Be melodramatic <laughs> along with the film. But it is incredible. His, yeah. his performance is incredible. Yeah. Um, but Punch Drug Love is 
is what people prop up as the the Adam Sandler yeah. performance. And I love Paul Thomas Anderson, so like I I, I know that it's good. It, like I have high expectations for that movie. It's a great movie. It, it seems like a slam dunk for me. Like yeah. I think I, I think I'd love it. But that, I only say that to preface because I I haven't seen that. But this I think is is probably my favorite Adam Sandler performance. Yeah. And I say that because um, I forgot it was him about wow. midway through the movie. And I stopped seeing Adam Sandler. And that's saying a lot because Adam Sandler is such a such an actor, such a such a uh, 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 an icon, yeah. a, a person that you know and see. But I stopped seeing him and I started seeing his character mm. and only his character. And they like he he embodies that character so well. And uh, the, 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 the 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 pace of the movie is brutal. Mm. And when I first started watching the movie, I, I noticed that the it's about two hours and 15 minutes so i was like bit long yeah bit long uh especially from what i heard about it being this like anxiety inducing like film yeah who wants to live in that for two and a half hours and it it wasn't even that for me it was more of like how can they keep that pace up right but they do and it it, it's it's incredible uh i'd seen um what's her name the the director's it's a it's a bro, the, the Southie brother brothers the Southie brothers right you, you saw um good time good time yeah, yeah. yeah. great movie mm-hmm. great movie too very similar actually it's almost like partner films I think it'd make a good like double bill um, an, an, another another instance where they bring out the most of their actor in yeah. Robert Pattinson oh his his performance in that is incredible yeah very very good very dark movie uh makes you it, you leave feeling dirty like (laughs) sooty you know um but there's there's just this energetic life to it and same thing with this movie um the pace of it is 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 brutal it's non-stop balls to the wall boom 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 at every part there's something happening that is ratcheting up the tension and it only gets like things are unveiled without saying and it, it, it starts taking your breath away towards the end and, and until we get to it. It is so good at building up hope only to dash it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Which is so it's great. It's it's really, really good. Um, Shit like that drives me nuts in movies where you're like, finally, he's yeah. going to get the no. <laughs> well, there's there's such like a a, a, a build up and release feeling of it. Of the entire the entire movie, it's all build and release, build yeah. and release, and there's a couple parts, there's a couple uh, uh, moments in the movie that does that to you, and like it's incredible. It's it, it's really 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 good, and I think it, you know it's because Sandler didn't even get a nom, did he? Now tell me, how do you feel about that now that you've actually seen it? Because we talked about yeah. it like off off mic, right? How I mean, the press was insane, and the fact that he got snubbed—I mean, it is um, unanimous that he got snubbed for a yeah. nomination. Now you've yeah. seen it now, mm-hmm. and how do you feel? I mean, I'm not going to say that Joaquin Phoenix's performance was lesser than because he is. I think the main reason why Joker's even watchable—he's the only reason why that movie's watchable, right? Which is big. It's huge. It's huge because carrying a movie like that is 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 a huge achievement. I'm not yeah. taking anything away from him. This movie is a better movie, way better. Yeah, way better. 
And Sandler's performance in it is neck and neck, I'd say, with Joaquin's in <laughs> Joker. Yeah. Um, so uh, for him, because he didn't get a nom, no, did he? He got snubbed completely. Didn't even get a nomination. That's bullshit. That's bullshit yeah, to me. It's a crime. He, uh, yeah, he definitely deserved a nomination at very least. Yeah, it's it it's it's um it's this problem with with the fact that like old Hollywood still has a seat at the table, and so yeah. they'll do things to remain politically correct, and uh, but only when there is a controversy or only when people go you need to change this then they go all right fine right right, right. we'll give moonlight an oscar you're happy <laughs> here's green book yeah and it's like yeah dude and but that's the overcorrection. that's right. the next year where you're like where they go we did it for moonlight right. so here's more here's more and everyone's going no 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 no, no. fuck that shit <laughs> only marshall ali movies dude that's it yeah yeah he's like he's like old hollywood's golden boy yeah it's just like he's our guy i can't wait for his blade he's our guy dude what if it gets nominated for an oscar i sure hope it does <laughs> <laughs> so you know old hollywood still has this seat at the table and so they they you know if you if you go back to like the early nine mid to early nineties or the eighties, you would get these every now and then mm-hmm. a comedy or a comedian would get nominated for an Oscar and you go, uh, oh, pretty cool. Yeah. But at some point, and I think maybe it's in the late nineties when comedies became super silly and gross. Yeah, where the the uh, establishment, Amer- the American Pies, yes, exactly the American Pies, the the, the team movies, yeah, uh, the road trips, the Euro trips, Euro trip, yeah. Um, I think that at that point, old Hollywood turned their faces, they turned their noses up at anything relating to the comedy genre in movies. I, I, I think it's been a trend forever. Yeah, no, no. I, I yeah, definitely. There have been I'm a saying, few flourishes here yeah, and there. That, but right. I'm saying same, like same thing um, with the horror genre. Like uh like uh <clears throat> the one the one thing that comes to my mind, and I don't know why this comes to my head so quickly, but Kevin Klein won an Oscar for best supporting actor for uh, a fish named Wanda. Right. And that's a comedic performance. Mm-hmm. And they just gave it to him because it's a great performance. It's a right. good movie. Yeah. But it's like I would like to I'm not gonna look it up right now, but I would like to know who he beat. In the best supporting actor <laughs> right. genre, right, or or nomination or category, I should say, um, and and they used to do that. They used to throw it to comedians every now and then, or a comedic performance because right. it was so transcendent, it was mm-hmm. so good. They were yeah. like, we have to. And then after a while, it's just like they just don't, they don't like. For example, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. like funny people. I mean, he he could have got an Oscar nomination for that movie. Yeah. It it it's melodramatic enough. It plays right into the Oscar Beatty thing of it. The comedy is like this super dark, mm-hmm. like morbid yeah. comedy. Rooted. You know, like in reality. Yeah. And Sandler plays it, I mean, just perfect. Yeah. I I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before. I know we've talked about this in person. Sandler is like I mean, not just good for being a comedian. Sandler's good good period period yeah which is is such a juxtaposition to what we see him do yeah <laughs> in like the happy madison company type stuff yeah where it's all very you know slapsticky lowest brow humor you can possibly find the yeah. most you know general like even like family friendly stuff and you know grown-ups too mm-hmm. you know 
That but, kind of stuff. But isn't th- doesn't that make the most sense though? That like in his spare time, he, he's like, let me gather all my friends and make some shitty movie, and we'll make a hundred million dollars. Exactly. And I think that's it. that. I think that's all it is. Is that people keep coming to the box office? Yeah. You know, like it, oh yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I, I don't fault him for it. I'm not going to watch the movies, <laughs> right. but you know, like make your money, man. Like you, you started an empire. I tried to watch Jack and Jill. <laughs> Oh no! Only because I know I've I, obviously we know how we've we've read about how bad it is. Yeah. And is that the one with the Al Pacino thing? Yes, I was just about to bring up Al Pacino because <sighs> Pacino. I think I've established this. I've been thinking about this a lot. I think Pacino is Pacino from at least seventies Pacino into yeah. into like eighty five Pacino. I think is my favorite actor ever. Mm, okay. I, I I think that I can safely say not Duncanino. Not no, <laughs> no, dude. no, no. How do you even know about that? Is that like I've, just uh, okay? I, I watch a lot of Red Letter Media, uh-huh. and in, in if if you guys don't know, Red Letter Media is this this uh, movie review uh, uh, YouTube page that uh, <laughs> they have a really good uh, Star Wars review. That's what they got famous for. Um, but on their channel, they often refer. <laughs> to the Dunkachino, the Dunkachino song, yeah, uh, yeah. featuring Alan Pacino. That's uh, when you're just like Pacino. Which apparently, apparently, he wrote that entire rap. Who Al? Yeah, no. That's why I heard. No, get I the heard that. Fuck I heard out that. of here. Listen, people, look up, look it up, look it up. But from what I heard on the internet, which mm. you know, uh, I heard that he took a vested interest. In making this rap song, and he did it. He 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 like he 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 concepted the entire thing, and it like Sandler gave him that that rope to be like, do whatever you want, man. Yeah, make it your own. Right. And he just he he went on it, and he went crazy with it, oh, and man. that's what that's what happened. So when you're making a movie like that, especially when you you can corral a cameo. Of that stature, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't give a fuck if Al Pacino makes a hundred bad movies until the day that he dies. You will not take away how good he is, how good he was, and how good he still can be. Yeah. All, all the fucking dog shit movies he made in the aughts, and then you watch The Irishman, and you're like, he's still a genius. He's of still course. a genius. He just needs the the right material. Yeah. Yeah. So, I wonder when they're in the thick of a movie like that. When Sandler is going back into um, um, what do they call what do they call where they um, where they're watching all the monitors, Film Bay or Film Valley or something like uh, the that. The editing bay. Mo- monitor. Mo- no, but there's a there's a wor- there's a a name for it that they that it's not just editing bay. There's like an actual name for it. Either way, mm-hmm. you know he's an executive producer. He's a co-writer. Yeah. So he's very involved. Well, and and real quick, hold that thought. What's lost in this entire situation is that that scene is supposed to be bad. Yeah, like it, it it's supposed to be bad because once once Al Pacino in the movie sees it, he goes, "This is terrible." Yeah, he fucking hates it. Remove it. Yeah. So you know we're making fun of something that is supposed to be the way it turns out. Well, even I mean, <clears throat> honestly, it's not even that. It's just it's the mil- It's the movie. On, on the whole <laughs> on top of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the whole thing. Right, right. Just wanted to give that context because <laughs> I, I didn't have that at first either. Yeah. So 
when they're when he's going back and he's watching the playback of of what he just filmed and yeah. everything and the dailies the dailies looking at the dailies he's got to watch yeah i think i think that's what it is i'll look it up it's after you shoot an entire day's worth of stuff and you look at the end of the day and you watch what you filmed yeah that's so it. he's looking at all that i mean does he know he has to know that he's making a bad movie right i, I don't think he cares i think no he's i just, get that i but think he just he's in the same realm of 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 uh uh harrison ford where he's just having a good time at this point. He's like, sure, I'll do it. Doesn't matter. But he has to know, right? He has to know mm. that it's that it's not good. That that's what I'm like. I I've heard I've heard different uh, different feelings behind that. Where some people are like, you know, we're filming this movie and it it we're, we're all thinking it's going to be terrible, and it turns out to be an all time classic. And then some people will have, you know, this feeling that, yeah, this ain't turning out right. Yeah. Like, there's no way this is going to turn out good. And it's not. But, I mean, like, with him specifically, I mean, he's, he's quality-wise, he's been striking out for. Oh, for sure. For years. Decades. <laughs> he has to know that Jack and Jill is not going to be his turnaround yeah. fadeaway jumper, right? I think that's more of a favor to a friend. I think yeah. that's what that is. Right? It's just like, Sandler's a good guy. Let me just show up for a day, maybe two, and film the scene for him. Because I can see, like, there's certain movies that Sandler, like, um, Blended comes to mind when I think, like, maybe he thought that was going to be, like, a a good, like a a 51st Dates kind of thing. Where you're like, there's some heart to this. It's funny. Like, it's not great, but it's not bad. It's, Mm. like, a decent movie. Yeah. You know, collect a check on that and get to work with Jennifer Aniston, who's apparently, like, a really close friend of his. Interesting. Um, But this this is something... This smells of something totally different. Yeah. Of, like, he has to know. That's what... Being an artist and, and, and to be doing your thing for that long, there's no way that it goes over his head. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I refuse to believe because I believe that I believe Sandler's a smart guy and I believe he's a true artist. I refuse to believe that he doesn't know that it's bad. Yeah. In my head, he knows how awful it is. And he's like, like you said, he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. I think he's having the time of his life. He's sure. playing dress up. He's, he's, you know, he's doing this silly little like, but, I, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe he thinks people are going to be like, yeah, it's kind of like Tootsie, mm-hmm. and and he's doing he's doing like this fun like it's obviously not a good female role, but that's like the point, right? The slapstick, ah, we get right, it, right, right. and it's gonna be like critically acclaimed. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe. I um, I think he's just I think he's just playing. Uh, he's he's working smarter, not harder at this point. Yeah, where he's just like, it doesn't need to be the best. Yeah. People are still going to consume it. Still going to make a lot of money off it. I can employ my friends. <coughs> it's essentially a vacation while we're working. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? Who cares? People heard, are going to love it. Doesn't I, matter. I heard it's hard to crack that bubble, too. Because I was listening to um, Nick Swarston mm-hmm. on uh, Bobby Lee's podcast. Yeah, I saw a couple clips from that one. Yeah. yeah. And he was talking about how he tried to get Bobby Lee in, in I don't remember what movie, but it was a Sandler movie. Mm. And it's just really hard to crack that ecosystem yeah his little circle he has yeah Yeah. i mean it seems like a really loyal guy yeah uh who'll do you a favor if you need it 
and will always be there for you as, as long as you're in that circle. Yeah. So, dude, I would I would hate for some shit to come out come out about Adam Sandler because. I'm super high on him right now. He's I great. Just, he I just, yeah, yeah, I've got nothing but respect for the guy, even though I don't like his a lot of his movies. Yeah. I mean, his performances, you can tell there's brilliance there. Yeah. There's genuine commits, brilliance there. He commits, man. He yeah. commits. Even if they're bad, he commits. Yeah. And you got to respect like a guy it seems who like goes it, for it. He has no fear. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> he'll he'll be all in on whatever it is. And that goes and, a long way. And you know what? I'm st- I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna say like Zohan was the last good movie. Not good. That's, that's a strong <laughs> word. Zohan's not a good movie, but Zohan is better than how people remember it. They yeah. people put um, Zohan in like this list of like his shit mm-hmm. Netflix movies. Yeah. And it's like no, 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 man. This is at the tail end of. The Happy Madison, it's good movie. It's just based on proximity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. It's so yeah. close to it that yeah. it gets burned by that same heat, right? right from right, the rest of those bad right. movies. You see some ashes on it, but at the, right. But when you watch it, when you go back and watch it, it's funny. I've only heard that from people. I need to go back and rewatch it. I like it. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I don't think that that movie's funny. There's genuine moments of silliness that is not cringy, just silly. Yeah. And funny, silly. Honestly, I felt the same way about Little Nicky. Now that movie sucks, dude. <laughs> dude, I've never not liked Little Nicky, mm-hmm. and 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 I've seen all these like things about how bad the movie is, especially when you go back and watch it now. Yeah. And it's like I disagree. I think it's in there <laughs> with the rest of his yeah. like not great movies, but yeah. like. The, the pantheon of uh, the Happy Madison films. So, okay. So, here's the thing. I just want to establish this right now. Even his best comedic movies, which would probably be Happy Gilmore, right? Right. Even Happy Gilmore is not like... Well, and, and Billy Madison, And obviously. Billy Madison. No, I think they're his two... They're, 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 it makes perfect sense. That's why he named right, the company exactly. after it. He, right? he, he knows. Yeah. And that even that is evidence that he knows. Right. His two like upper echelon uh, co- comedic roles, right. Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, right? Yep. Even those movies, they're not that good. No, they're lowbrow, dumb. Right. Like, so let's stop. I mean, it's it, what it's just the reason I say that is it's funny that these 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 uh critics will say shit like you know i i could see where he was going with billy madison or happy gilmore but ah, he doesn't blah 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 and it's like no 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 no, 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 no. dude you were okay (laughs) with the conceit in the 90s and you're not okay with it right 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 exactly and it's it's such a time and place thing yeah you know even even the like farley movies you know like all those i feel like are in the same echelon of like 90s like slapstick yeah. uh uh crude humor yeah and it, it just is what it is yeah uh, i'm sorry if it's uncomfortable when you rewatch them nowadays but yeah. for for me those movies will always be like a, a comfort blanket mm. you know because mm-hmm. that that's what we grew up on you know <clears throat> yeah so i'll always revere those even though they are dumb they're not high art by any means, but there's, it's just funny and dumb and well-meaning. I think that's, that's the thing that's, that's kind of missed on, on everyone when this, we're talking about these movies and, and slapstick humor and like lowbrow humor is like, 
unlike some of like the 80s like rapey like porkies stuff yeah i feel like not good we edged out of that a bit in the 90s and got into more of i would say more well-meaning like childlike humor and got away from a bit of there's still some ickiness there but a, a bit away from that ickiness of like pervy like nerdy stuff and got into more of like Oh, you know, he go boom, boom and fall down. You know, like, <laughs> right. It's fine. That's fine. It's funny. You know, no, whatever. no, you're, you're right. A lot of, especially the late nineties films were, they were these gross out, gross out movies, but they were made as coming of age, um, trying to tell a genuine story right. movies. At the end of the day, they were like, this is a movie about boyhood into manhood. A lot of them were based on, these are the weird fucked up things that, every person goes through yeah. and it's okay to feel this. Yeah. And <clears throat> you know, you go back and you watch a movie like American pie, for instance, mm-hmm. a lot of it doesn't hold up. Right. But it's just unfair to apply a 2020 lens to these movies. Sure. If you're okay with going back and watching those movies and go, I get it. It was 1999. We were still like that back then. Yeah. People don't, have that context they go they don't it's like when you see those memes where people are like 1990 was 30 years ago and you go what the fuck (laughs) oh and it's like i think that that i think a lot more people are afflicted by that lack of awareness of time than than they want to admit 1999 was a long long time time ago. ago long time ago we advance as a society so quickly especially when it comes to what's acceptable yeah that to judge a movie before y2k mm-hmm. from a 2020 lens before I, 9/11 before 9/11 before I mean we're, we're I mean I just think that's insane yeah our world is is drastically different drastically different yeah if you brought fucking um <laughs> What's his name? James Briggs or whatever. The guy who starred in, in uh, American Pie. If you just took him. James Briggs? It's, it's not something Briggs. Jay Briggs. <laughs> Who's James Briggs? Did I make Nobody. that up? Nobody. No, 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 That no, sounds no. like a Marine. No, 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 no. Don't you do this to me. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. All right, dude. All right, dude. James I'm sorry. Briggs. I'm writing that name down <laughs> so I can use him in my next detective novel. <laughs> No, okay, fine. Yes, fine. James Briggs. <laughs> Jason Biggs. If you took Jason Biggs, James if you sna- if you went if you jumped into a time machine, you snatched him out of 1999, you threw right. him into 2020. Yeah. He would have the same uh fucked up reaction to what the fuck is going on now to if you if we took a time machine and went back there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just not a fair thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, we say all that to say, like, the fact of the matter is, like, nineteen th- late 90s comedies, I think, I mean, they're judged too harshly. Yeah. They're not good. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. Well, but yeah. they're, they have these moments of, like, genuine hilarity, genuine heart, right. genuine silliness w- that's not without it, Without it getting too deep, too, because I feel like once we got into the 2000s, we entered the Apatow era, mm-hmm. where every comedy had this, like, this, this blanket underneath it of 
uh, genuine emotion. Right. It's it like had to have of realism. There had to be this this come to Jesus moment within the movie eventually. Yeah. We're going to be as crude as we can up until a point. Yeah. And we get to that point and there's going to be this crescendo of emotion. We're going to cry a little bit and then we're going right. to you know get to the conclusion. Right. Which is great. I love that. I love those movies. But before then, uh, you know, it was it, I just feel like it was much more innocent in a, in a way. You yeah. know? Yeah. Even though things were still crude and I'm sure you can point to a bunch of like really gross things that don't translate anymore. Yeah. Um I feel like it was all just very childish yeah and, and 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 in a weird way that's comforting in its own space yeah you know we can't i mean it's just it it's from a place of sheer um childishness and and <clears throat> innocence even if it's gross out humor it's still this level of this person doesn't know any better yeah that's why they're doing the things that they do like when you watch dumb and dumber for instance mm-hmm. you don't think anything other than these are two morons yeah. but they have each other's best interest and um they're not they're not like they have good intentions yes throughout the whole movie yeah. there's never a moment i mean they're you, they're trying to you know hook up with uh yeah and i guess that's that's the <laughs> gross part about it what's her, what they think her name is from the, the briefcase um oh, fuck samsonite yes yeah, samsonite <laughs> Yeah, and and of course, but but then at the same time, it's like they're two grown men. Right. Why wouldn't they want to fuck her? She's hot. <laughs> okay. I'm, well, I'm just saying, like, why are we <laughs> pretending like that's not a real thing? Why right. are we a acting real, a, like a real driver? Yeah, that's a, like you want to do something nice for her because hopefully you guys get to hook up later. Like, why are we acting like that's that's this a super gross thing? My favorite thing from that movie, I must say, the dead bird, the dead bird gag is yeah. my. F- favorite yeah pretty bird <laughs> pretty bird <laughs> i cried every single time so good that's anyway good. that's good. anyway anywho mm-hmm. so i guess this half an hour portion could be called the adam sandler appreciation yeah but and and also the late 90s comedy appreciation of course all that being said, to, to cap my review. Yes, please. Please. <laughs> very, very good movie. Sorry, I, we, we dragged it into that detail. It's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I highly recommend it. Um, as somebody with anxiety, deeply affected me. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help that I was already going through like an anxious episode, but I embraced it. <laughs> You're sitting on the couch going, I need to calm down. You know what I'll put on? One of the most anxiety-inducing <laughs> movies of the year. The movie that has been called exhilarating and anxious by every fucking critic. Yeah. I'm also, put you that know, on. I like to hurt myself. Yeah, so. you do. Yeah. You do. But it, it was great. It was great. And Very hurt, good movie. Hurt others with your with your movie selections. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, Highly recommended. Watch it. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. Probably share my opinion next next week just didn't have the time to watch it because i was watching avatar that's fair so it's also a good pick yeah i was i was just spending so much time watching that show yeah i i not avatar the movie avatar the last airbender nickelodeon not the last airbender the film not no not the m night Shyamalan movie the nickelodeon tv show for kids um kind of (laughs) yeah it 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 
I can't believe how much that show holds up. Yeah. It's it's crazy to me. When I wa- when I watched it back cuz I I fucking flew through it the past like 3 or 4 I can, days. I can tell. You didn't I didn't even hear from you watching it and you just tweeted yeah. about it. Yeah, I just started it and then it was all that I did. Yeah. I, I haven't played Warzone in the past like 3 or 4 days cuz I've just been like <laughs> sucked in. I I I actually like South and Ed were like we're playing. I was like I can't. I'm out. <laughs> I'm still watching I have this. to finish the Adventures of Aang. It's I mean, it, it holds 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, yep. so it's not like I'm saying anything like off the wall or <laughs> controversial, but I I think that show can compete with some of the best TV shows that you talk, Mad Men, yeah. Breaking Bad, not just animated. Sopranos. No, no, no. I think it, I think it holds up in, in a real way. Mm. I think it can hold its weight against the juggernauts that we talk about in TV in only three seasons. Yeah. 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 But that's the beauty of it, dude. Right. That's what makes it so good. It's concise. Whoever this guy, um, uh, do do whatever. I fucking forgot his name. I see it every fucking day. I can see it in my mind. (laughs) The guy who created the show. I got to look it up. Yeah, please do. This dude, he realized I have a story to tell. I'm going to tell that story. And then once that story's over, it's over. It's over. That's it. I'm done with it. And he and he tells it. Uh, Michael Dante DiMartino. De Mar, De Michael Dante DiMartino. De yep. <clears throat> He's the guy who created it. Amongst you know other people, there's a lot of a lot of writers who helped him with the show. Uh, one of the directors of of a couple a few big episodes is Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. who's known for. The Clone Wars animated series. Uh, and oh, also, yes, yes. Also, wait, 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 tell, wait tell, for it. Tell the people. The Mandalorian. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he's branched out now to uh, live action. So. so that yeah, this that guy gets it. Yep. And we talked about him on the show. He yeah. fucking gets it. Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the, the, it just. It, I I I don't want anyone because there there's shows that are good for adults and good for children like like spongebob squarepants is, sure. is one of those shows where you're like this this show is like just adventure funny. time adventure time is 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 a perfect example regular show i think is a good example yep. there's a lot of there's a lot of steven universe is a good show yeah. um, for adults and kids there's a lot of shows that are like that but i think avatar the last airbender is purely a good show for any age group you don't even have to be into anime. No. They're, they're, they, he does, the writers do just this perfect thing with the show, which is like they introduce a character. If it's a significant character, there is enough backstory. There's enough development throughout the show. There's callbacks. There's arcs. Mm-hmm. And, and then at the end, they're all tied up in a way yeah. that you're just like, this guy, I mean, the dude's a fucking genius. Yeah. It's not, I'm, I'm, I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but the show just, it lands yeah. every fucking time. I, uh, I, I mean, I'm desperately waiting to, to rewatch. Because what I'm doing right now on Netflix, other than, uh, obviously, watching the Sandler movie. Right. Um, was, Killing uh, your mind, body, and soul. Sure, sure, because I like the pain. Right. 
hurt me, Daddy. Hurt. Um, I, uh, I I've been watching the third season of Narcos, which I right. know you already hate. <laughs> no, is it the Mexico Mexico? Not one? yet, not oh, yet. Okay. We're getting into that. Okay, we're getting into that. But this one's still considered uh, OG Narcos. I heard the Mexican one is. Yeah. Better? Like a different tone, and it's it is better. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I that's I heard that too, and I'm watching this season to get to that because yeah. we're talking about the Cali cartel right now, right in Colombia, and we're gonna go into. Oh, Mexico I need to afterwards. watch. I need to watch Money Heist though. You do. Yeah. I've started watching that, and I told you about that too. Yeah, I need to. Watch uh, that. Yeah, very good, very good as well. Anyway, um, but I I, I am dying to rewatch it because you and another one of my friends as well has been rewatching it and mm-hmm. telling me how much they love it. And I was already a huge fan. Yeah. Obviously I've seen it all the way through. I love it. It's great. It started on Nickelodeon. We should mention it's mm-hmm. not technically a quote unquote true anime. No. If you want to get nerdy about it. Yeah. But it is in the anime style. Lots of Asian references. Asian culture. A lot of homage. The respect that they pay to Asian culture. Yeah. Not just Asian culture, but Inuit culture. Yeah. And South Pacific Asian. Like, sure. they, it's so much, there's so much respect paid yeah. to each. It's done very, very tactfully. Yeah. There's a lot of attention to detail. My thing with that show that I think is the game changer is that re- all the relationships matter. Yes. Yes. That's the differentiator. They, because a lot of times it's like it it ends up you know it's literally called the last airbender so you you, you figure it's all about ang right because mm-hmm. he's the last airbender yeah spoiler alert but <laughs> sorry it, that's not true like it's it's not just about him it's about him and his relationships and everyone that he encounters that matters that will come back means something yeah and it has an important uh, uh, place to play within the storyline yeah and i feel like that's not that's not paid enough attention to in live action uh tv shows let alone animated Mm -hmm. so i think that's the big game changer within that show is that all the relationships matter everyone has a story arc everyone changes in a way and i think that's that's what's really like that's what people dig their teeth into when they go back and and watch that show yeah people um and a lot of these shows they miss they they get they get kind of lazy. You 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 ride the coattails of a John Hamm or Brian Cranston. Not not yeah. to say that those shows do that. I'm just saying like there are shows where they go, well, we got a good lead. Yeah, I'll just say focus on that. Uh, I'll throw NCIS in there because fuck that show. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they ride the coattails of of Homeboy. I don't know his name, but he's a great lead. He's a good looking guy. He does exactly what the show needs. He, I think he's a good actor. Yeah, uh, I forgot his fucking name, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Big yeah, nose yeah. dude with the white hair. Yes, he like they just lean on him and the fucking um, the the goth or, chick. CSI Miami. How about that? CSI Miami. Yes, exactly. David, David Caruso. Yes, the, dude. They just let him run amok. Sure. Doesn't matter what's going on. They just know that that show's gonna work with him. Because... I'm going to say a <laughs> pun. <laughs> yeah. That's and that's all it needs, yeah. and it works, right? That shows entertaining on this the 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 basis of him alone, sure, right? So you don't have to write a compelling story, no. But with with Avatar, you have characters who you could do that with. That's how strongly they're written, mm-hmm. and they choose not to. They choose to take you in a direction where I mean, I was never at a point where I was like. 
surprised, but I was there was moments where I was like, huh, that was an interesting direction they took that in. The the finale. There's yeah. a lot of finales that get tied up in a bow and you go, I'm glad that they did it that way, but I saw that coming. Even this is a cartoon, dude. This is for kids. Or it's sold to kids. Yeah. I mean that's 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 the that's the veil of it, but it's yes. not really just for kids. Right, but that's what I'm saying is is on the surface, it's just a kid's show, but they're doing things that are so highly intelligent and and they're they're writing these characters in a way that feels so real. Some of them are so fleshed out and fully developed. It's like you know them. Yeah. They're so they're complex. There's so much to them. There's so yep. much depth. Yep. And each episode where they explore their arcs, you're just like, I didn't know that about you. It's mm-hmm. like it's like you're having a conversation with someone, and they tell you like, Yeah, my mom, and you're like, Wow, I didn't know that that happened. <laughs> That's to That's why you're like, that. right? Exactly. Yeah. That explains why you do yeah. the things that you do. Yeah. And then if you just want to remove all of that on the surface, it's a dope show. Mm-hmm. Come on, man! You got a cool kid, action. this monk who's learning all of the elements and. The fact that they, the fact that the writers took actual martial art and turned that into the bending that's mm-hmm. in the show, like each 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 one of the disciplines, mm-hmm. each each one of the um, um, nations, each one of the elements yeah. is an actual martial art discipline, mm-hmm. and they use that as a basis for each one of them, right? So that's why they have distinct movements and skills and things that they do, like. That that is such a respect paid to mm-hmm. uh, Asian culture and martial arts in general. Yeah. On the surface, you don't even need to understand martial arts to be able to watch that and go, "This is just fucking yeah. dope." And then Aang essentially becomes like a like a Bruce Lee. Yeah. You know, like collecting all the best of all of them together to have right. this complete. MMA set. Yeah. <laughs> in a yes, way. Exactly. <laughs> Just looking at, at the violent aspect of it. <laughs> <laughs> man, if it went like really violent. Oh man. Like the T V M A version of <laughs> The Last ba- Airbender. So Corridor Crew, please if, make that. <laughs> yeah, right. If if you haven't watched if you if you didn't catch it when you were a kid, because you know what's funny? I went on Facebook and I and I looked up I just put in like my name and then last airbender to see if like we had talked about it. And we did. Hmm. Back in like 2009 we were talking about like because the movie had just come out and we were like no it doesn't do the show any justice right and you were talking about how i finally watched the whole thing i don't know if you guys heard but the legend of Korra is coming out and we were all excited about it and stuff okay so we were talking about it 10 years ago way back right um so if, if you on the off chance had not Watch this show when it came out on Nickelodeon and everything. Now is the perfect opportunity. The show holds up. There's, I mean, it's near flawless. Yeah. It's almost a perfect show. It's, so, it's really great. Yep. There you go. There's my review. I couldn't help it. I had I tweeted about it. <laughs> I honest doc. I honestly, I've been thinking about it <laughs> every day yeah. since I finished it. I've been thinking about it. I can't. I can't shake it. It's a great show. How much it's a great it show. affected I'm really looking forward to going back and rewatching it and getting more out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the greatest compliment I've ever heard for any content, really, uh, is that I've rewatched it after years and I've gotten something new out of it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what it 
what it reveals to me now. It will give it. <clears throat> I think it's gonna do something to you. I think so too. There's some moments where I. <laughs> There is one episode where I almost, I almost cried. There's like, some really sad cried. episodes. Yeah, yeah. My my like throat locked up. Yeah. And I was like, <clears throat> no, <clears throat> no, <clears throat> I will not feel these emotions right <clears throat> now. <clears throat> How embarrassing it would be if somebody walked in and I was like wiping <laughs> what, tears what are you away, and they're like, oh, you're just watching a cartoon. Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking pussy. Why are you crying? About? Uh, I'm watching Schindler's List. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah, every dude, they I I keep going on Netflix for them to put a certain movie on there. Every time they just won't do it. Mm. They put Schindler, Schindler's List is on there yeah. or it was anyway. Yeah. Why won't they put a few good men on Netflix? I need a few good men in there. They do have or at least they did for a moment. Again, I don't really know. Yeah. Cuz it's always changing. Um Shawshank. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. rewatched that about a month ago. How could you? I don't know how you could sit through that again. It's a fantastic movie. You're not going to get any arguments here, but yeah. I can't. It's hard to watch that movie. It's you know honestly, there's a lot Makes more. Me so sad. There's a lot more life to it than you think. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's no. It, it is a again talking about a breezy pace. It's very. It's a. It's a very. <laughs> ironically, it takes place over decades because yeah. these people are stuck in prison for yeah. so long. But it's it's an ultimately uplifting movie. Yeah. You know. And the character work on it is so goddamn good. Yeah. So good. Watch, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> watch Shawshank. It's so good. Shawshank Redemption is such a good movie. There's some really rough areas in the middle. But overall, like, it's just such a sad, like, it's one of the most satisfying movies you'll ever watch. Yeah. It's great. Sometimes, and I'm I'm not saying that this is a, this about Shawshank, but some some TV shows or some movies... I know that we're getting to this point where we're like, you know, I want a, I want a sad ending. I want it to be interesting and shit. Yeah. And I think that in the 90s, they leaned too heavily on, this has to be wrapped up in a neat little bow. We can't let the audience leave with the movie being fucking sad. Like, it has sure. to end happy, Except right? for some, like, indie stuff. Right. But, yeah. And I, it, uh, I think that there was an overcorrection. I think that there's an overcorrection going on now, where they're uh, like, everything has to be brutal. Yeah, like you, rip your heart out. You walk away from the theater going, "Fuck, dude, fuck." Now what? I'm upset. My like, I don't know how to feel anymore. This is hard to deal with. I have to think about this now for the next like week. Is this because hereditary hurt this? you? I'm not thinking about hereditary, but I'm also kind of thinking about hereditary. Okay. <laughs> Movies like that where it goes... You still have to watch The Witch. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, yes, I don't. You do. <laughs> I don't have to watch that movie. It's a good movie. I'm sure it movie. is. It's a great I'm movie. Sure Beautiful. Beautifully shot. Yeah. I'm just... There are some times where it's like, look, dude, just wrap it up in a neat little book. Yeah, just yeah, let yeah. me walk away from this feeling as good much about as I, myself. As much as I love hurting after a movie... <laughs> It's nice occasionally to have something that's like, oh, that's, that's, that's yeah, just, good. That's good. Scratch that itch. Just yeah. let it be nice. Yeah, just let good. it be nice. It's good. It's good. Speaking it's good. of A Few Good Men, I mean, the movie, all of these dark things that happen in the movie, and you're like, I'm not sure where this is going to go. Yeah. And then at the end, you're like, good prevails. I feel good about this. Yeah. Yep. Good prevails. Right. Good prevails. Same thing with Shawshank. Good prevails. Right. After everything. Yep. You got to go through the crucible, and then you're, you're reborn into yeah. this. Stronger person by the end of it. What's his character's name? Andy Dufresne. Dufre- Dufresne. Dufresne. Yeah. I was going to say Dufresne. No, yeah. Dufresne. Yeah. Yeah. You go through everything right. that Andy goes through. 
And at the end of the day, you come out on the... Let me say, let me say, uh, a, a beautiful part of that movie that I, I don't think is explored enough is is the, the s- smallest side, the, the side story of uh, the old man. The one who... The one who uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> the one who kills himself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That entire thing is so heartbreaking. Yeah. From from the moment we're introduced uh, to him getting released uh, with Andy, uh, seeing seeing him holding up the the guy with the knife. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's Andy seeing him, but that's the scene that we see. We're yeah. introduced yeah, 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 to him yeah. leaving. Is yeah. him holding up a guy with a knife having to be talked down because he's leaving prison after decades, right? Yeah. He's institutionalized. He has, knows nothing outside for the outside world. The last time he was outside was like in the twenties. It's yeah. now like what the fifties, sixties. And you want to talk about an industrial revolution. Oh my God. His he, entire, his entire monologue is art. Like yeah. all of it is so beautiful and heartbreaking. He gets like a job working as a, a bagger at a, a, a grocery store. He's not doing it fast enough. And he talks to everybody that's in such a damn hurry yeah. nowadays. And he just can't keep up. And it's like that is such a, a just a, a beautiful bow. Uh, it's, it's like one of those little like uh, enclosures that people have of, of like, you know, uh, plants growing in a glass vase, yeah. you know, like yeah. that alone is its own like little beautiful movie, like the beginning of Up, you yeah. know, it's like it's its own thing <laughs> in, encapsulated beyond the rest of that movie yeah. that I don't think people pay enough attention to because it's just part of a larger story. Yeah. Uh, but that's just such a like wrap it up. That's it. That's a story right yeah. there. It's like it's a short story within a greater movie, you know? Yeah. Those are the kind of things that could work on their own. It definitely would. And, and, and it definitely ju- does. And they just put it in a, in a movie, a bigger movie, yeah. a different narrative, and you're like, this thing is good enough yeah. by itself. His, I think his story affects me more than anyone else's and yeah. the rest of the entire thing. It's because you only know him as a prisoner, and he only knows himself as a prisoner. And like just to see that person... <laughs> Stop. Say that again. You only know him as a prisoner, and he only knows himself as a prisoner. That's, man. Right. He came in as a teen, and now he's an old man. And all he knew was was that rigid prison life. Right. And that that affects me more than I, I think any documentary could about the, you know, like, prison industrial complex, about, you know, incarceration, all that stuff. That affects me more because it's just a story told well. Yeah. You know? The 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 power of storytelling. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get off my pedestal here. <laughs> Can we review some beer? Let's review some fucking okay. beer, dude. <laughs> God damn. Mm. So this was the uh, Trustafarian double IPA from the Champion Brewing Company. A yep. double IPA, 8.2 ABV, 40 IBUs. Mm-hmm. Obi, what'd you think? <sighs> Buddy, mm-hmm. buddy, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Yeah, I know I've been ringing pretty high lately. Tell me, I don't want this to be a trend. If you guys think I'm I'm being overly generous, uh oh, this is a five to me. <laughs> it's so good, and I knew that from the first sip. Yeah, it's surprisingly delicious. I don't know how to really describe it other than like it's strangely like kind of sweet. Yep. 
a little bit of fruit things going on there. I yep. can't really describe accurately. Um, but also having that little bitter kick. And, and again, we always talk about balance, but it's that I, I just love, I love a double IPA because it gives you a bit of sweetness along with the kick mm-hmm. of uh, bitterness and another kick, maybe a punch. Right to the groin. A punch right to the dick <laughs> of that alcohol like. Mm-hmm. So all those together is maybe my favorite thing. Yeah. So that's a, that's a five, buddy. <clears throat> that's a five for me. Fuck, man. I don't. I. I, I can't say it any better than that. <laughs> I. I also the second it touched my lips, I was like, that's ooh, five. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, that's five. Yeah. Yeah. The, no, the second, the yeah. second, I was like, I smelled it. I was like, floral notes. Yeah. I like that. Yep. You taste it, and you're just like. Yeah, this is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The 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 balance of a double IPA, you know, you you're working around the 9% neighborhood, which is where I mean, we've we've pretty much established that once you get into that 9% neighborhood, you're, you're dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And and not just from a, a alcohol content standpoint, but from the a flavor, flavor standpoint. Yeah, you yeah. start to fuck up the beer if you don't do it right. Mm-hmm. And so they're dancing around the neighborhood. They're right outside the uh, the gated community, right? Of of a nine percent, right? With an Uzi, mm-hmm. and yep. they're just like clanging it against the the cages <laughs> like some forties gangster with a yep. cup, just clanging. And you're like, all right, they're knocking on the door. What else are they doing here? And it's and it's those floral notes. It's that balance of flavor. It's 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 not overpowering, but it's still it's it does the does the job. Yep, you're there. Boom. I got to give it a five, too. So, all right. Excellent job, Champion Brewing Company. Very good beer. You think we got it? I think we got it. All right. Well, then, let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Baron Podcast. For myself, Marco Dupa. For Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Like, share, and subscribe wherever podcasts are listened to or sold. Rate, review. Uh, yada yada yeah and have a beautiful evening wash your hands and we love you yeah.